0: Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars related to game design
1: and publishing. These panels have been made possible thanks to the kind
0: contributions of the panel speakers and Metatopia 2021. Episode
1: 353, Bad Design Habits We Love, presented by Jason Morningstar. Tim Hutchings, and Gian Shim.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bad Design Habits We Love panel. My name is Jason Morningstar. I'm the creative director of Foley Public Games, and I am joined by two dear friends, uh, and we're going to have a rousing conversation. Uh, one of my friends is Gian Shim, and would you introduce yourself?
3: Yeah, my name is Gian Shim. I'm an outdoor educator turned game designer. Um, I am based in the Bay Area in California, and... I make a lot of bad calls in the course of my work. How about you, Tim?
1: Uh, My name is Tim Hutchings, and I made one game that everybody likes called Thousand-Year-Old Vampire. And I've made a bunch of little games that nobody cares about that I love much more than Thousand-Year-Old Vampire. And uh, all of them have horrible problems with the way I made them. Um, I, I live in Illinois and Oregon and do things. You're like bi-coastal.
2: It's, it sounds so impressive. No, Illinois is not a coast.
3: That's it is, true. It's not a
2: coast. It's give at it, time. Give, give <laughs> it time. Give it time. True, so, true. so we're here to talk about things that we do or have done that are stupid, lazy, uh, ill-considered, undisciplined, uh, ill-advised, but that uh, it, it have proven to be successful for us. We can talk about uh, general failures as well, but I'm super interested in the things that we do that are uh, on the surface counterproductive or that defy conventional wisdom, things that people tell you never to do in, like, Game Design 101, but that we do anyway, or persist in doing, or can't stop doing. Uh, How's that sound?
1: is Is there a requirement that these things actually be good as the twist at the end, or can they just be stupid and we succeed in spite of them? Yes, that is totally
2: legit. I like that
3: one, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's
2: yeah. good, too. We all have I guess those we can, as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're both good. Yep. Um,
2: so yep. That's, that's kind of what, it, what, it, what really inspired me was that these panels at conventions like this are often sort of, uh, we're patting each other on the back about how awesome we are, uh, how clever we are, how cool we are. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be interesting if we didn't do that? So we're here to not do that. Um, feel free to air whatever dirty linen you want to um, if and things that you don't want to talk about that's fine too of course um, and I, I'm not interested in being self-deprecating right I, I want us to be honest and talk about this in a way that is going to be useful for people who are watching uh, and are maybe thinking uh, that we're actually cool right oh, don't
0: we're be not, self-deprecating
1: I'm
3: not, yeah Sorry. we're not cool at all that's fine okay. I mean, for I don't t-
1: t- have people touch me on the back at conventions. Can I start with something? I have it yeah. right yeah. here in my head. you Pick actually prepared uh, notes, which is uh, like a yeah, Tim? No, curve him. wait. No, wait. Yep. I, four minutes ago, as I was stomping around, and you people were looking at clown pictures on my walls complaining. I said, I better get a piece, of, a, a notebook, so I can write shit down while this happens so I don't forget things I want to say. Okay. And I took that. And on the th- random thing of paper sitting on a shelf I took off is a bunch of notes for a game that's been sitting there unlooked at for a year and a half. okay oh good. maybe yeah. well, not that long. And so that's great. It's like a time capsule of bad idea or actually pretty good ideas. And the thing is is I so I lost it. I lost this entire game, this entire idea, everything about it. and then I rediscover it. And I've done this before with this exact same blue pad of paper. So that's a bad design habit right is that a good example yeah i think so that's stupid yeah. you shouldn't
2: do that no. how could it be worse i mean it could be worse you could have burned that in the fireplace or something it, instead of just can... l- losing it
3: oh True. no why <gasps> why is it is this, a, this is so spicy wow i know I it's more...
2: i'm wound up <laughs> i can apparently tell. Is this the, the night when we destroy our work on camera? Oh my OK. Oh, god. I I'm have in. a lot
3: I could do that with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd have too. to get up and get it, but yeah. We
2: might, we might we want to do that, yeah. All right, so, yeah. so what's the deal, Tim? You said it was a pretty good idea, and then you just ripped it apart again. Is it committed to memory?
1: No, I can, it's in two pieces of paper. I can put them back together. I didn't destroy it forever. That was, mm. that was pure theater. Um, yeah, OK. Look, actually, now I have two good ideas. Um, no good. Should I do Nothing that with my good money?
3: came. What? Oh, I was gonna say if that's how it works, should I do that with my money? I have a lot of bills I could just tear up, and then it'll like quadruple my income. That's that's how that works, right? Yeah. Everyone no, should do ahead. that. There's a bad idea. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jason, so, I want to uh, hear what okay. your bad habits are. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I have
2: bad habits. We can talk about bad oh, okay. habits, they're different from bad ideas. Like, mm. and I think that uh, my bad habits are. Um, probably in some ways universal I don't know I I get sucked into designing and layout which is the example I use in the description right so for for those of you who may need to step back on this one uh it, it, the 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 proper workflow what people will tell you is that you should uh, write your ideas as text or in a spreadsheet or whatever format it makes sense to structure them and when they're done then you put them into layout um and that doing doing the those things, conflating the two so that you're in your layout program actually making stuff is is a very bad habit. Uh, and I would suggest that most people indulge in that very bad habit. And some people probably I like do. Gian don't even start anywhere but their layout program. I, I'm
3: guessing it's true. That. Yeah. For you know, my smaller for my smaller games, like the ones that are I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 15 pages or less. Mm-hmm. I do write directly into layout because speaking of bad habits, uh, I hold on to tech really, really for a very long time, like past their obsolescence date. because I have the worst habit of all, which is caring a lot about the environmental stewardship aspect of like my life. So I hate, I hate, I hate like junking stuff when I don't have to. And my laptop is working. It's just from 2012. So I actually can't even use Affinity on it. So my my layout design is all done through Canva, which is excellent. It's browser-based. It's free, but also it does not support long documents, which is why the long stuff takes fucking forever. Oh shoot, I'm so sorry that I swore. Uh, I think it's okay. A, a long time. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, uh, so for smaller games, basically to save time, because copy pasting into Canva will like start the little wheel going and then I have to walk away and make a meal and then come back in order to feel like I'm being productive with that time. I just write directly into the layout. So all my small games, if there are typos that I don't fix, that's why it's because I'd have to change the entire document to do it. So don't do that! Don't do that! That's really also a,
2: that's also a terrible habit. So, like, you yeah. you, see, you see errors, but you don't fix them because it would be mm-hmm. inconvenient for you.
3: So many well-meaning people will message me or email me to be like, I really like your game. There are a lot of typos, like, on this page. And I'll have to be like, well, thank you so much. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But I'm not going to do anything about it unless it, like, breaks the game to have it there. Like, I, I just literally can't. Um, so, yeah. <laughs>
2: Tim, is this a, a, does
1: this ring true for you as well? Yeah, except uh, I'm, I'm there's a little there's a little kind of diversion here which I want to talk about because we we have Jian, like copy and paste and have the spinning wheel right and i'm editing in a piece of software i'm doing something and i get a spinning wheel and that's where we that's where we we bifurcate there and jian goes and is still productive and i oh, go geez. and lay down on the floor and feel sorry for myself right uh, and then i forget what i'm doing and never get anything done so i like that and that's and think about other things
3: that sounds yeah. relaxing, though. At least you've got a work-life balance there. Like for me, I think one of the bad habits is I I have a really hard time resting, and so you mm. know, like you you are taking like neutral time to reset yourself, and I'm just like not able to do that. So that's a terrible habit too. Don't do that either.
2: I want to do lay down and fret. Go yeah, ahead, well, Jason, I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah, don't interrupt me like that, Hutchings. Uh, I I, I want to say that uh, for me also. Uh, Layout is a it's a creativity tool as well. Being able to visually see how something is going to look is very helpful to me and often very inspiring. So, uh, so like it's it's a bad habit, but also it's just part of my creative process at this point. It's not going to change. That's just where I'm at.
1: Yeah. Um, me me too. The one time it matters, the one time it affects anyone at all, is I'll say, hey, can you look at this text and tell oh. me how it like. How is this, is this written well? And yeah. the person was like, yes, give it to me as a Word document. And I'm like, no, it can never be a Word document. <laughs> never. I have to give you this. And then they say no. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, it's a problem for me because I work it with a
2: team, right? Like I have somebody who's an editor and a copy editor and sometimes a development a developmental <laughs> editor and a layout person who takes my garbage and turns it into something good. And all those people hate me all the time. Like, yeah. Un- yeah unrelentingly so that's but
3: okay. i gotta tell you having a team is a great habit i have no team it's just me that's a terrible idea don't do that delegate and find other people to do stuff for you because uh if i have anything else going on
0: <laughs> let's just yeah we're gonna we're gonna yeah, keep going we're
3: gonna talk it's fine cool. yeah we're hanging so- out
2: let me. Can I uh, ask you to? Uh, do you, it, it, are, do you give yourselves permissions to fail? Do you have permission to fail? And if so, what form does that take for you?
3: Uh, yes. Tim. Tim can go first, though, because I'm really interested in your answer. Yeah, I'm better
1: at this, right? And I'm a I'm a good failure. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it's true. I, think I can make a thing. And not have it succeed, and be perfectly happy with it, and have it live. Here, I'm going to show you this. Uh, and this. This also comes out of the last thing we're doing. I made these beautiful cards. I drew this, right? It's really nice. And the blood yeah. of others. I made cards. This one's upside down, but that can change with locations, with people, with all kinds of shit. Blown Trying to my figure mind. out a game. What? Yep. It's blowing my mind. Trying to it's figure so, out the game. so cool. And it didn't work. And the game never worked, but I like the cards, and I like my little drawing, and I went through the process, and I'm, I'm cool with that, because I make this shit for me, and if I've gotten enough out of it, uh, I'm alright. I don't release half, I don't do, give the games away, they're parties I make for people, and if the party's not good, or if they're not ready, yeah. then I'm fine. Gian, please. What? I'm, uh, it's your
2: turn, Gian, what, what, what,
3: oh. Yeah, failure, permission to, uh, fail. Permission to yeah. fail, you have to give yourself permission to fail. Otherwise, um, you're never going to make anything like I think that, you know, fear of failure is rooted in a fear of rejection. And it's like, imagine being ruled by a fear of rejection, and your like, actual life, like you would just
0: never go outside. being a creative professional of any kind um you know like i am i
3: i I do have games from like the very beginning of when i started writing them for myself rather than for the company i used to work for um that i still like but like most of them i like don't even want to look at them and it's not because they're terrible it's just because i've moved on but i would consider them failed games in some way but I'm not afraid of that. So like you you just, you just have to keep going, you know, like you can't, you can't let failure be a roadblock um, because otherwise you won't make anything. And I think that, um, you know, another thing that that means is like, you kind of have to not care what other people think or say about your work, which maybe could be a bad habit. I don't know. I don't
0: don't really care a whole lot.
3: Yeah. I don't think that's a bad habit. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah.
2: I think you can care too much and that is a bad habit.
3: That is a bad habit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not my bad habit. So I won't speak to that. Um,
1: Yeah. Uh. You care, Tim? Uh, I well, I think we can fold this back. I'm a one, I do this all by myself. I've I have a really hard time working with anybody in anything, and I partially think it's because I don't, uh, my relationship to failure is very special. (laughs) And (laughs) if anyone else is in the room, it gets complicated fast. I am Mm -hmm. a terrible collaborator. And uh, I want to fail in my own terms and walk away when I'm ready. And people have like offered me writing jobs on like impressive games, and I'm or one game really, one impressive. And I'm like, no, I, I can't do this, um, because I, I can't fail this way. Uh, if I have to make some, I couldn't imagine having to make things, having to succeed, All right? Yeah, um,
2: yeah, well, there's a yeah, and also that 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 world that you talk about there, where your game design will be done on November second, I can't I can't do that. Also, yeah. uh, which which is um, you know, like I guess I'm an auteur, right? I uh, I, I can't work on deadlines or whatever, which sounds really arrogant, uh, but and, and sad, but it's kind of true. And
3: I mean, like I also can't work on deadlines because like cogn- like I I cognitively actually have a really hard time with time and the passage of time. So like, I think just being upfront about your, your particular like uh, challenge areas or growth areas, I guess, uh, is just a thing that you can do ahead. So there's a bad habit actually, like for the first year, I didn't tell people like what I have a hard time with when I was gonna work with them, which meant I stressed the shit out of them, right? Because they were like, why is, you know, why is this not happening? Or like, why is this so slow? And it was because I was like embarrassed to say, like, I actually have a really hard time with deadlines. I always have. Um, and I've talked openly about this on social media. Like I was recently diagnosed with severe ADHD, which is like, oh, that's why. But then the bad habit I hung on to was the like embarrassment around admitting that like deadlines are really hard for me, even though that's true of a lot of people, ADHD or no ADHD. So like the bad habit is not letting people know up front what your strengths and weaknesses are because then they'll just assume that you work the way that they do and then they'll get stressed out when you when you clearly don't you know so that's a bad habit for sure
2: it is that's a good one Uh, and i'm glad that you learned that about yourself and that you can communicate it now it's no longer a bad habit for you
3: yeah yeah i don't have a permanent like like you know, I'm not like bully pulpit where there's like an editor and an ad, you know, like, but I do have a collaborator, uh, my, my good friend um, and creative partner, Shing in the core. Um, and, you know, we both have ADHD and like talk about it openly. And it actually like defines a lot of our business practice. So that's been very helpful. Um, it also means things like we both have very active independent careers in addition to our collaborative work together. So sometimes we'll just get really wrapped up in our own stuff um, which means we just do things when it feels natural which is a good habit for us specifically but if you're someone who wants to do things with like existing teams or existing entities, terrible habit. (laughs) So, you know, it's contextual. Some of these habits depend on like what kind of workflow and what your desired outcomes are for working in games. So, yeah,
2: That's, that's, I think, a really good point. And I would just caution anybody who's watching this, maybe someone's watching this, uh, that uh, what we're talking about are our own unique experiences, right? Yeah, yeah. Find your own way. And something that's really terrible for me is not necessarily terrible for you. Uh, So so, uh, we don't know what we're talking about in terms of your life.
3: I mean, we could just stop with we don't know what we're talking about. I feel like that's a, <laughs> that's a complete sentence. That's it, is,
1: it. it is a complete <laughs> sentence. That is absolutely true. I, I can maybe one-up that theme a little bit uh, with a bad design habit. L- I on think us. one of my worst design habits is that I don't specifically care about games that much. Oh, no. Yeah, I like what? games and I make games. But i make lots of other things too and some of them happen to be games and uh sometimes i make things that look like games and they're not or things that come out of my game making that aren't games and that makes lots of problems for me what kind of problems Um, well uh i released the companion volume for thousand year old vampire and people got some people got furious i got threats uh, and I'm like, this That's isn't correct. a game. This isn't anything you want. Um, <laughs> you, you were very clear um, about making that. this. No, you what? were very clear about that up front. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people. Some people thought it was like a clever marketing thing. And I'm like, no, I'm not that clever. But <laughs> no. uh so, I took themes, right, and I made a thing that I think is magnificent, uh, and it couldn't exist without the game. But it's not a game. But it's part of this thing i do right and uh that's terrible business the worst fucking business i could possibly do was to make beautiful wonderful objects right that yeah, aren't very,
2: games a huge
1: huge mistake
2: well, yeah I'm, I'm sorry you got threats that's uh i mean yeah. in some ways that's a real badge of honor in another way oh <laughs> uh, sure we were uh, when Night Witches came out. We were threatened by Russian nationalists as well. So, like, you're in good company. Which game? Night witches. Night
3: witches. Apparently, wait, threat, threat. Like, when you say threat, are you saying like they were just angry in your inbox, or like was there like a, a plan of action? Because that's wild to me that anyone would get that worked up over a game. It's a game. It's recreational. It's optional. Like, you can literally just walk walk away and it doesn't it, exist um, anymore.
2: It is a stain on the cherished memory of the Great Patriotic War. It is a series of lies. There were no, there were no lesbians uh, in the military. It's all about that's true. Lesbians didn't exist
3: until after 1974. No lesbians until 1974. Yeah, I would
2: argue 1989 is Mm, probably the year that mm -hmm, the lesbians mm -hmm. were created in Russia. But anyway. It's a it's a very complicated and ugly uh, story, but I just I, I just didn't want you to feel like you're the only one who had been threatened. So <laughs> so let's cool. Let's uh, with that. And yeah, yeah, yeah said I said don't, I, I don't all even want to know. I don't even want to know what's in your inbox, Gian. I'm I sure will that... say,
3: yeah, you you don't want to know. It's true, but also like for the most part, uh, I will say the threats aren't really a thing, but the um, thinking that because. Uh, you know, I, I do genuinely love meeting people. I corny as it is, I love making friends, I love getting to know people. And like, I'm very community oriented. And sometimes people think that what that means is I'm somewhere between like their priest and their mommy. And so my inbox is sometimes like that. And like, that's a little much. So if I don't, you know, like, if I don't know someone, and even with friends, like a little bit of a check in is nice. Um, and I don't hold anything against people for doing that, but it is like a lot. And I think speaking of bad habits, at at the very beginning, I didn't know what to do. So I like would engage with people. Like I would have conversations, even if those conversations were like, I don't think that I'm the person you should be talking to. Like, I think you should, you know, whatever it was. Um, but really that's a bad, the, the thing to do there is say like, Hey, like, i i'm you know my my heart goes out to you i think that this person is the appropriate venue or like this and then like kind of disengage so if you're someone who is also like outgoing and friendly and you tend to get messages from people that are like a little much for you like engaging deeply with people who you don't know sometimes a bad habit again contextual um uh like an opposite of that right is a lot of people have been reaching out since um my my beloved cat passed away to share stories about their own beloved pets and that's actually been really lovely and supportive but it, it you know it, it all depends on who you are as a person um and what feels good to you yeah uh,
2: another i just uh, it occurred to me uh, another habit i have that is very bad is uh and i i, I don't know if you you two share this or not Maybe you do. You can tell me. But um, often I'll get really excited about a project, and I will develop it past the point of viability into mm. into something that's more like finished before I know if it's good or functional or even <laughs> appropriate. And I've got a, <laughs> a really good example of that that I've, Ooh, yeah. I don't think I've ever shared with anybody. In fact, um, and this this got play tested at Metatopia, and I was so proud of it. I've got this game. Uh, it's uh, and you can see here it's a it's a card-based game. I've got these incre- well, where's my camera? These incredibly yeah. detailed cards are really beautiful. I'm, I spent a lot of time laying it out and making it look all cool. Um, mm. And uh, uh, when I when I sat down to play it for the very first time, it was at Metatopia. And when I was done, uh, the people who played it said, "You can't ever, you can't ever publish this. This game uh, is harmful and offensive." And uh, uh, you've made a a game about uh, the experience of colonialism from the point of view of the colonizers, and it's brutal and horrible, and you should never publish it. Uh, All of which is true. All of which (laughs) is true. (laughs) Okay, then. The the next time we're all together in the same space, I would love to share this game with you because it's fascinating. You want to see it, yeah. Like, I just had this myopia about the idea. I thought it was a super interesting concept, and it is. But it's also... Just dreadful. And uh, like, I I got this far with it, right? Like I had prototype decks printed, I was ready to go, I was confident that it was going to be, you know, like the 2017 Bully Public Games release. And uh, that is not what it was. So like, it, it would have been so much better for me not to own this object, but to have had a spreadsheet that I could show to somebody who would be like immediately like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? No, don't do that.
3: I mean, uh, that that kind of assumes like a linear process of creation, which I think is a bad habit, kind of universally, like almost no one I know who makes creative work works in a linear way, right? Where it's like, there's specific stages of development, where you can like show maybe Ross Kalman, but like, other than that, nobody other
0: than
3: Ross, yeah. <laughs> um, that I know, personally, and so like, I think, um, holding yourself to a standard that like doesn't exist for you is kind of a bad habit, and definitely one that I'm guilty of, because like, uh, some people generously call me, uh, like pattern finding in the way that I think and create, and I would use the word chaotic and I've like embraced that yeah. for myself, but that's a recent development for a while. I really honestly felt bad that like, I didn't, I don't work the way a lot of my friends mm-hmm. do that. Like my, my communication patterns aren't really the same, like step ABC kind of in terms of project management. Mm. And so like, I figured out how things work for me and I figured out how things work for me and Shing. But the way that I work is not really the way that other people work, and instead of being like I can use that to my advantage because there are actually a lot of advantages to it, I just felt bad in a mm. in an un, you know like unconstructive way for for like a while. Um, and it wasn't until uh, I like looked at it in a different framing and like was like, well, I might be chaotic, but I'm also adaptive, right? And you find like other ways to like think of your own habits. But for a long time, I just compared myself to other people, which is
0: very, it's just, like, a bad, bad call in every way.
2: Tim, do you compare
0: yourself to other people? Uh, I don't know. Um, wow. Do
1: I compare myself to other people? I, I, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Okay you don't have yeah. to know yeah it's fine we've gotten our first question awesome Ooh. we love questions am i being compared yeah. to someone no <laughs> can relying on hyperfocus be a habit that's the question yes what can relying
2: on hyperfocus be, be a, a habit chian do you want to take this because uh, it sounds like you've I been mean... thinking about this lately
3: I guess I guess so. so like, I think that one thing about that is that um for me and and this is maybe the difference between just having ADHD and having severe ADHD, I have even with medication almost no control over like my own um, hyper focus or like really productive times like it really just kind of feels like it's on its own natural seasonal schedule and i'm just kind of along for the ride so i can't i actually can't control my hyper focus like i can't also sometimes can't oh my god i can't predict it so um i don't know how to answer that question because it doesn't really apply to my experiences but i do think that like if you're someone who uh knows what will catalyze your like hyper focus patterns and um uh you know like to some degree you can like channel or harness it in a certain direction and like steer it in a certain direction like i don't see anything wrong with that that seems like pretty chill actually like for me the problem is like i'll you know be organizing my books um i'll think it takes 10 minutes I'll see a field guide on mushrooms that I forgot I had and then like four days have passed and I'm like, oh, shit, right? Like, I was supposed to do this. I was supposed to call this. But but, like, you know, it's just very unpredictable for me. So I would say that if it's something that you do feel like you can harness and channel, like, I don't see any harm in that, honestly. Um, But it might be different for someone who has a different relationship to their own cognitive process.
2: Yeah, I I think it can be a habit and it's like Gianna, I I encourage it in myself, I accept it and and find that um, I often will take really deep dives in things that don't seem to relate to my game design practice or uh, whatever it is I'm supposed to be focusing on. Mm -hmm. And I often find those to end up being rewarding uh, and sometimes inspiring for other things. Like right now I'm I'm, kind of learning Hittite. And, and I don't know why I, I shouldn't be. It's it's not a thing I should be using my time for, but I'm super into it. So uh, something good will come out of it, I'm confident. And uh, that's a habit I've had my whole
3: life. What you, Tim? What? Do you I, have a tendency to just, like, get lost in, like, a, like an area yeah, of interest? Well, the
1: thing is, is that hyperfocus is a clinical term, I think. Right. And I'm not able to talk about hyper focus, but like I will if I used to sit down and work on one thing for outrageously long periods of time uh, and I would get done with it and then be done within a very short period of time. I wrote Thousand Year Old Vampire in basically two sittings, right? Two days. Right, right. And it didn't change much. And I have now it's like I have a kid. I have other responsibilities. I take care of all sorts of things and it destroys my ability to focus if i can't sit i i have to work for an hour before i can start to work um
3: yeah yeah that's yeah. actually I, I relate to that uh very deeply yeah. depending on the project but like if you can make it over that hour like you're i'm golden right like i'm I'm kind of similar to you with certain projects like um i know that um uh the first draft of gideon Blythe i wrote basically in an afternoon which okay. is unreal to me because that document was like 40 pages long but like it just you know it was it was fine um but speaking of bad habits then what happened was I ran it by a couple people and like it's a very heavy game that deals with heavy topics and that's basically all they said but like I worked myself up into uh like a little spiral of apprehension about like how that might play out on twitter because I at the time had friends in a different field who were dealing with a lot of like just tedious stuff to do with like social media reception. And instead of like thinking, well, you know, you can just mute people like that is a native function of the website and it improves your life drastically. I was like, God, should I rewrite it and rewriting things when you feel good about them? That's a terrible habit. So like I rewrote that game three times. And so like rewriting a 40 page document that many times, like, At this point, I like it, but it was a lot of stress and a lot of time that I just basically wasted. So, if you feel good and confident about something, just don't listen to other people. (laughs) Just don't listen to other people, like, except your copy editor and some sensitivity consultants, maybe, right? But, like, don't listen to people on Twitter. Don't listen. Um, Yeah. Just present your work. Art is not for everybody. And it's not the job of art to, like, soothe or console people. Like, art is art. It doesn't have a job, it's art. So, like, just make what you want, you know? Um yeah. Thanks for that question.
2: Yeah, a, No, that's good. It's a good question. And I hope that you will ask more questions.
1: Yeah. There
0: is yeah. another question.
1: Yep. Oh, all right. Wait, mm-hmm. right, do you have more to say about that, Tim, before we move on? Well, listen, if, if I don't finish a game, if I if I stop working on a game, I have trouble going back to it. Um, mm. I've, yeah, I've, I've gone to other things and I have games I have games that are 98% done, right? I can oh send God. them to the printer if I sat down and worked for three hours yeah. I have games that are done I have Apollo 47, which is a good game that Jason has played it I think, he liked it yeah, um, I, I can't up. fucking bring myself to publish it to do anything with it What is wrong with you?
3: It's so I, good, I don't. Tim. That's a bad habit, not I'm publishing one. Apollo 47.
1: Yeah,
2: it's a very bad habit. Yeah. Shame on you.
3: Shame. <laughs> Apollo let's 47 is legit one of my favorite games. And I had really like such a good time playing it. So like it's totally your call whether you publish it or not, but I would love it if you did personally. Me so you know, too. just saying. I want,
2: I want to be a stretch goal for the Apollo 47 Kickstarter, Tim. <laughs> let's let's yeah. hit our next question.
3: Yeah, let's do it.
0: How much of this framing of what's bad is just shorthand for works for me as a human and artist, but doesn't suit a capitalistic framework related to productivity slash profitability? That that
2: took a turn. Yeah. At first, I I thought that question was going to be what we've already covered, which is like everybody's different and doing their own thing. But you want to talk about capitalism. And I think that's interesting because uh, this is how I eat personally like yeah. this is this is where my money comes from to pay for things uh, yeah. so so that's always on my mind it's part of my equation that I have to make um and when I'm making a game I have to be thinking about that and you know my I have a business partner so like yes it's absolutely yeah. a thing and John, yeah. I know you It's similar for you
3: yeah I you know like I loved my teaching job I miss teaching every day and like like, I actually got an offer to go back, but it it wasn't, I make more money with games. Like, I'm now able to plan for my future in a way financially that I wasn't able to when I was teaching, which is, like, speaking of capitalism, like, what a horrible uh, commentary on, like, our priorities as a culture. But nonetheless, like, now this is 100% of my income, which means it feels very volatile and fragile a lot of yeah. the time. I would say the majority of the time, if not all the time. And so it can be hard not to be like ruled by that anxiety like just the anxiety of like god if this doesn't go well how do i make rent if it, you know um but i do think that losing track of your own values in context to that is is like the bigger mistake so like an example of that would be that um uh you know no naming names or anything like that and i i have a lot of doubts that uh this very wonderful nice person is watching this stream but i was approached um by a couple different people actually to to do some uh design aspects on a team for some very cool projects that involved nfts as like a major part of their game infrastructure and i you know it was it was like what what uh you know some of my friends would called real money right like a lot of money and i still said no because I just can't sign off on it. Like NFTs are literally an unnecessary degradation to the environment. And I know some people who said yes. And I honestly like this is not one of those areas where I can be like no judgment. Like I do judge. There is judgment. Yes, judgment. Because like at the end of the day, just living under capitalism doesn't mean like you don't have core values that will emotionally and psychologically affect you if you compromise them right? Like, I, I think like, not being able to say no to things is a terrible habit. Um, And yeah, and like, the reason you say no can be different. But like, there are, you know, chances are, if you do this long enough, at some point, someone will approach you with something very tempting because of capitalism. But if you say yes, like, you will feel bad about yourself for so long that it's like, is it even worth it? Like, at what point does the does the profit get offset by the therapy <laughs> to like come to terms with the decision I made? Right. So, like, I think that that is something that, like, you know, maybe like set aside some time to define what that is for you so that you're prepared when that offer does come, because it will at some point. Um, yeah. So that's that's something that I've, that's been on my mind recently because NFTs are getting pushed very hard right now. Um but yeah, and then like in a more in a more prosaic uh, sense, like capitalism, a lot of people tell me that there are things I have to do and there are people who are very successful and I love them dearly, but I don't do them. And maybe this is a bad habit, maybe not, but like, for example, I um have not done a physical manufactured thing, like ever. All of my games have either been like the text is digital and then there are these like really fussy, you know, very wonderful to make like art boxes. Or there's like paper ephemera, but there's no book and there's certainly no merchandise. I've never done merch. And the reason why is because um, with the books, like uh, even though I have some text that if I sat down and worked on them for a while, I could probably send them to a printer. It took me this long to find a printer that like matches those values that I was talking Mm -hmm. about. Um, You know, and I did find one who uses... Uh, plant-based inks like fsc certified uh they're they're wonderful so like but they're now their waiting list as long as like great i'll wait right like i'm adaptive enough that i can do other projects in the meantime and i'm not sacrificing income i can wait it there's no rush but i think some people get in the habit of thinking like i need to do this now um and for the same reason i I, i'm not doing merchandising because there's no reason like what what why would someone need like a field guide to memory t-shirt or like a like a you know like no um the only reason i would do merch is if it was directly related to furthering the experience of the game so like shing and i are talking about at some point making custom blank journals for our games since a lot of those keepsake games are journal based that would have like specific ribbons or like rubber band or um elastic bands to like help you mark your place or like pouches that are released things that like directly relate to the way the game is played but we're not going to just do like blank journals on on a print on demand site because those manufacturing practices are are not in line with our shared values but now I actually do have my um I found a directory uh, that's like still in progress that lists a bunch of businesses that are like FSC certified or have environmental like commitments that um I like. Mm. And so now that option is open. Right. But that wasn't true until literally last week. So um, I think that like that being said, a lot of people would say it is a bad habit that I don't consider physical goods because some people really rely on that as a, as an income stream. So, but that's, yeah. again, it comes down to you, right? Like for me, right. those values are more important for some people the income that they get in the next week is more important. And it, it just, it just comes down to you. Um, and and it uh, cir- I, it, yeah. It, it circles back
2: to capitalism too, because like you're maybe you're turning away some income from people who want physical products that you could easily turn around, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim, ethical consumption under capitalism,
1: where are you <laughs> at? I, I made a really pretty book. <laughs> Thousand <That was laughs> year old vampire stupidly fancy. But I, I actually have something better to talk about with that. Ooh, yeah. Um I already trashed one creative career because I stuck to my guns more than once. Uh, I have this it's I used to, I kept it secret for a while. I used to have a fancy New York City art world life, right? And at one point, a re- I like, and I had a, I showed with an okay gallery, but a f- incredibly fancy gallery that had multiple spaces around the world said, "Hey, if you take this artwork and start working in a Russian religious icons, we'll we'll do this." And and I'm like, "Holy fuck, you people could make my life," but I have no fucking interest in working Russian religious icons into this artwork. That doesn't make any sense at all, cool. and I didn't do it. And I had multiple opportunities where I could have. Um, st- you know, broken my artwork to make it more saleable within a certain venue or committed acts, which were, uh, I believe, exploitative of me. And I <laughs> repeatedly chose not to do that. And hey, I like games, but arts, like traveling the world making art is a lot cooler. It's like, you know, uh, than this. But I like this. But also, yeah. I, you know, I trashed that once because I was unwilling to do the money thing. And I regret that now. Do do you wish that you had sold out? (laughs) Um, Now that I have a kid and old people, yeah. Yeah, I totally wish I had. Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I regret not selling out when I had the chance, when people were buying. Um, I feel
3: like there will be opportunities to sell out, though. I feel like that is actually a, a more... Uh, a deeper well than people think it's going to be because capitalism is so demanding that there's always people looking to make like a quick big buck. Um, So I don't know, I guess maybe this is naive of me, but I'm just like, there will be other opportunities, whether self-made or otherwise down the line for me. And so like, I can say no now. However, like my dependents are have four legs, and right now wow. uh, I don't have a cat, so their lifespans are in the single digits. So like, it's very different for me than for someone with like a, a human family.
2: <laughs> um, also, when yeah. we're talking yeah. about future opportunity to sell out, we are talking about Tim Hutchings here. So like, mm, let's, let's mm-hmm. just be
1: real.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means. About, I, I'm about the, I can
1: I have nothing left to sell. I'm I'm done. That my my days are run. Um
0: yeah um <laughs> Look at this. do we have
1: any more questions
0: yeah we have, we have one that is very similar to what you guys were just talking about so if there's um, anything you want to add to what's the worst habit when approaching making games for money then and if not i can go on to a different one.
2: Oh man if you're if you're making games for money the worst habit is not caring about money
3: yeah and um, underpricing your work is a, is one of the big yeah. habits there too yeah and, and um, beyond
1: that i think that, oh go ahead tim well, as I was say, um, breaking the artwork up and uh, breaking the game up into too many different pieces in order to try to capitalize on all these <laughs> different sale points. I've watched people do that innumerable times, and it's just disgusting. Uh, and it breaks the artwork, and they like, say, Well, we have to, have to make this 30,000 words or whatever so that we can sell it. Um, right. That's sad. It also, a good you know,
3: It's also counterproductive because actually you'll lose steam, right? Like the first, say, like, I don't know, 100 people, right, who like that first game, they're not all going to stick around for the second iteration of it or whatever. And so, like, you know, maybe you will grow your audience, but that's never a guarantee. And so you might as well just do the thing that feels complete, put it out there and then move on. Right. Um, You know, that's that's my it's my opinion. So you can ignore it. Don't listen to me. This we're whole panel is about things not to listen to. Either, to. either
2: yeah. of you about this. Yeah. As we're right. about to drop our new expansion packs for fiasco. Well, fiasco's December. different. There yeah, are infinite different.
3: ways to to mess up in the ways that fiasco dictates. So fiasco, you know that's
2: true. that's true.
1: Speaking of selling out, tell
2: us more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh no, I, I mean the um but we were I think we were very fortunate uh that when we set set out to improve the game we were able to improve it in a way that also made it more sellable,
0: more uh, marketable. Yes,
2: It, yeah. Just, yeah. it, it yeah. was not, there, there was not a bullet point on our list that said make a version that people buy extra stuff for. But mm-hmm. the fact that we can make expansion packs is good for us. It's yeah, good for everybody. Yeah. It's a way for people who like the game to support us. I it's also like, that.
3: for me, I love it from a design perspective because it's like kind of modular in a cool mm-hmm. creative way. And I like that a lot. Um, yeah. We, we
2: could. Let's yeah. not nerd out about that. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. Success.
3: True. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's right. To, yeah,
2: buy buy my games. Buy all our games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. This is th- this took a sort of a dark turn once we started talking about money and I mean, capitalism and sure. selling out. Yeah,
3: I think a- like another I mean, if you want to put a, a a positive spin on it, I guess like one thing I could say is like, don't be afraid of money. Because like I know a lot of people think that because capitalism is inherently unethical or oppressive, that means like they can't want money. You, oh, yeah. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, don't be afraid of making money and don't be afraid of being of being really honest with your own personal goals of like, I want enough to you know, reach a comfortable age and re- and like not be worried about my physical health or whatever. Like that takes a lot of money, which means like you want to make money. Like don't be afraid of that either.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. It, it breaks my heart when I see people drastically <sighs> under underprice or undervalue their
1: work. And yeah, uh, I just don't I don't get it.
2: Yeah, get yeah. It. Uh,
3: yeah,
1: it's
2: I'm
0: rough.
1: Gonna, uh, agree with Jean but also say don't be afraid to waste money I waste mm. so much money on game things I give so much stuff away to people who say I love the book but I can't oh, afford yeah. it. And I, it I have so many things and I just and money goes everywhere and ultimately it turns if it turn turn around and help me make another vampire book that makes money then that's great but the money once I get you know the, the money can't Retirement's great, but also we have to kind of keep giving back to everything, right? And that's, that's a terrible true, habit. Yes. But it ultimately <laughs> makes me a better designer to say, hey, look, I bought this ancient journal for 600 bucks, and I have it, and I'm going to go through it. And I'm completely disappointed with the contents. So it's not what I thought it was at all. Um, but I'm still a better person who does what I'm interested in because I've had it.
3: Yeah. not This is not my bad habit, so maybe I, I won't spend too long in it, but not enriching your life outside of games is a terrible habit terrible habit and i do see people doing it like their their games become really it's almost like like a copy of a copy of a copy not because you're imitating other people's work but because you're just not soaking in the rest of the world like art form or no art form right like people don't look outside of games for their own game work sometimes and that like really breaks my heart actually and it it does detriment your work so that's a terrible habit that i've seen before it is
2: yeah, uh, that's something. That's my first advice to people. They're like, "Well, I want to be a game designer. What should I do?" And I always say, uh, "Be interested in everything."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah.
3: Any um, other questions? Oh, sorry, Tim. No, no, no. Say, say things. Say no, things.
1: Dude, no. I was gonna say something terrible. I want to punch you to distract me. No, say the terrible. I want to
3: yeah, say the it's, terrible. The,
1: yeah. it, our time grows short, and you haven't really humiliated
2: yourself yet. Exactly. Okay.
3: I but I I have I have played
1: on less than less than this many times that I played a game a role playing game in the past year year and a half, um and it's terrible, and there's all sorts of reasons I don't do that, but uh it's it's really bad, um and that's a bad habit. That is, and, uh, uh, but but also give yourself
3: some slack. It's been a shitty year, man. It's been a bad year. Yeah, yeah. This last year has been. Uh, worse than the year before in some ways it's just it's it's a you know yeah, this does not count. Uh, I don't think I think you can give uh, yourself slack on that one. yeah
1: watch all these people and they're playing lots of games through the zoom and the and the twitches and all the things. And I'm not doing that. And I've kind of fallen off, and I'm still making stuff. And I, and here's the thing. I think being strategically ignorant is really important. I don't mm. read a lot of games unless I'm going to play them. I don't go out and mm. I've never read Band of Blades, but I've never gotten to play Band of Blades. And so uh, I am completely ignorant of how that game works. Uh, and I think that's valuable. And if I had my way, I would crawl in a hole and occasionally push poop out of it that might be a game and there's and, and that's that's all i do for the rest of my life
3: yeah um, yeah that's not that's not a bad way to live i could see that that would work out for yeah. me yes yeah.
0: sad thing. okay cool
3: do we have um question? are there yeah any other questions
0: yes we have a few
3: oh okay let's let lightning around this yes i love it
0: yeah we got, we got eight minutes do any of you have to work on specific hardware or in a specific place to get anything done? Examples: the typewriter or at a Starbucks. Either of you
3: guys?
2: Uh, I'm, I have a very comfortable setup in my home, where I, I like to work, but I can work anywhere. I,
0: I'm not, I'm not uh, bound to particular rituals or uh, hardware. How about you, Tim?
1: I don't work hard, so no. I don't have to do any particular thing.
3: Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah, no. I can kind of work anywhere.
0: Yeah. Next question. Yeah. What are some of your bad habits you find in your day-to-day designs?
1: We just described them all, didn't we?
3: (laughs) Well, surely not all, but, you know, the the ones we could fit into an hour, yeah.
0: Uh... What's a bad design habit you would never implement in your own work but which you've appreciated in other works? Ooh. That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, um I might say
1: people who borrow heavily from others. Maybe? Is that a bad design habit? But I I never do that. I can't borrow heavily from others. Yeah, I have a and hard I time. Admire to people too. Who can.
3: Me too. Like I have a hard time even like I'm working on my first game that like barely even is a is like a powered by the apocalypse game and it's a slog it's so hard for me to use existing frameworks um mm-hmm. and i really admire people who can but i don't think that's a bad habit per se it's just something that i it's can't do yeah
2: it's <laughs> a great question i don't have a good yeah. answer for it oh, um, it's a hell of a great yeah,
3: remember, it is. Maybe,
2: yeah. Maybe uh, here's one. I've got it, and it's it's you, Gian. It's you oh. that does this. <laughs> oh <I> mean, no. <laughs> you, you are. Uh, you're. You're. I think I'm very productive, but you are also very productive. But you're like turning it out. Uh, you, you're uh, producing things regularly of high quality, and it's just like a, a very small treadmill that's just shooting things out. And my my sort of design core loop is much longer, and I wish I I, I look at that and uh, I think that the the thing in terms of bad habits for me it, the bad habit would be not enough uh, iteration or playtesting before it's released. Yeah, that's true. For I, for
3: a lot of my stuff, um, unless it involves more than one player, I don't really play test it as much as i could that's true i was gonna say like i tire myself out a lot i'm much more tired on the inside than you are so you know there's that you know
1: um, i don't know i'm looking at jason he might be he looks pretty tired i am kind of
2: tired that's
3: on the inside on the inside you know like yeah that was a great
2: question do we have other questions
0: other questions that was the last one so far chats were right. having a what? good
2: time but oh man are they, are they talking smack about us there's a little bit of
1: smack. There's a little.
3: I mean, that's fine. Smack. That's fine. Oh, that's fine. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can is. see us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my really bad habits is I don't know how to share projects out. I don't know how to talk to people about the things I make. I don't know how to, I make something and I'm done and I throw it in the trash can. I don't know how to say, hey, could you publish this? I don't care what it looks like and I'm willing to just give you words. I don't know how to do any of that. And no,
3: that's as a publisher, terrible. that's a
1: good habit. Keep that, it to yourself. Nobody
2: wants Yeah, it. keep
3: that to yourself. But also like, that's actually, a, I guess, a bad habit of mine. I have so far never worked with another publisher except for like anthology stuff but not a major work and uh, for my workflow that's kind of a bad habit because honestly I feel like I would benefit from someone else taking most of the work except the writing but I just yeah. don't I'm so afraid of letting people down on deadlines and stuff that I don't do it. I just so. want to point
2: out for the for the viewers at home that Gian and I had a very productive partnership we produced a series of small games together that were lovely that and, so
3: fun. and yeah. successful
2: so she doesn't know what she's talking about
3: Oh, but that wasn't like through, but I mean, yeah. Okay. We can argue about this later, but yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah. What else do I do? Um, Uh, I'm very informal. That would be considered a bad habit by some people. Like I tend to talk to everybody the same way. And I think that's kind of informed by my work with children. Um, And while that is, I mean, I mean, because like you have to, you have to talk to kids the same way you talk to adults, like you can't talk down to them. They'll roast the hell out of you. Um, So like, and uh, that has become a habit of mine of just kind of talking to everyone like they're the same. And some people really don't like that. Most people seem OK with it, but some people and like I am certain that I've lost opportunities because of my like general like mannerisms around like being pretty, pretty kind of casual. So like if that is a thing that concerns you, like if you want to work with the kind of people who might care about that a lot, like that's a bad habit for sure.
0: Um, uh. We picked up one last question. Oh, yeah. Do you have any advice or tips on identifying habits that aren't working?
1: (laughs) Oh. Yeah, but what do you do about the habits that aren't working? I just double down. I
3: feel
0: like
2: like you'll know, right? You'll know if it's not effective, and then you have to make a choice. And you can be like us, or you can change your habit.
3: Yeah, I kind of like, I, I do sometimes think about like, does something make me feel bad? I, we can swear. Is that okay? I think so. Okay, cool. With the, fr- I actually was talking about this with a friend recently. I call this the fuck boy approach. Like, you know how like people just, there's certain people maybe in the world of a certain age who just like never make a commitment. If it feels bad, they're just out. And like, sometimes that's like actually a really great way to live. I'm like, oh, those dudes actually kind of know what's up. And so with like certain habits where I'm like, people say I should develop this, people, but if, if it makes me feel bad, I'm kind of out. So, you know, there are certain things that maybe would benefit me creatively that I just have just been like, you know, I don't want to put a label on it. I don't want to do, you know, so then I just don't do it. Um, And that's, it's been great for my morale. I don't know about like my creative chops, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know um you only live so long right like why stress yourself out if if you can help it there's so many stresses you can't help so
2: let's uh we need to wrap this up and uh, what i would like you to do is just say your name again and where people can get your stuff if you want to starting with
1: mr tim hutchings yeah um my name is tim hutchings and i have a a thousand year old vampire.com and some stuff on itch how about you Gian?
3: My name is Jian Shim. Uh, my name is my handle everywhere, including my Patreon, which is where all of these weird trash games go. Um, also, I have an itch and uh, I'm very active on Twitter.
2: And I'm Jason Morningstar. I'm the creative director at Bully Pulpit Games, which you can find at bullypulpitgames.com. We also have a Patreon and are releasing cool, weird games every month. This month's game was Space Ambulance. And if that doesn't <laughs> grab you, I don't know what will.
3: I highly Thanks. recommend Jason's Patreon by the way. I was a patron for a while and it is worth the $5 a month for sure. Thanks. Yeah. And thank you
0: for thank you for watching and listening. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, thank you.